you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leaving up there. He couldn't make that if he tried that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. I'm Matt Morris, senior NBA writer at the Action Network, joined by my colleague Brandon Anderson. In today's episode, we're going to keep talking about the Western Conference win totals. We're going to give you our guesses on exactly where those will come out now spoiler alert as soon as we recorded this podcast last week as you're listening to this points bet went ahead and came out with those win totals however this podcast is still going to be of great value to you because we go through the process of why these are these win totals are where they are guess what we kind of nailed them we were very close on most of them you can kind of contrar- compare and contrast as you're listening and get a sense for where we think the value is if we're both think one's under guess what we probably are going to be playing the under on him but in general we kind of nailed these so we're pretty excited about it go ahead and listen to that we'll have full reaction to the actual win totals as the, the offseason progresses and we'll get you best bets on those as we get closer to the season and probably sprinkled in with some of the podcasts coming up want to let you know that our latest winner of a free one-year subscription to action pro is telestar one Congratulations, Telestar One. Be sure to email podcasts at actionnetwork.com to get your free sub. Now, Telestar got that free subscription by rate, reviewing, and subscribing, giving us a five-star review on the old Apple podcast. Y'all should go ahead and do that. Give us those podcast reviews. It helps us out so much. We've grown this podcast so much. We're so thankful for your support. If you're looking for more content from us, make sure to download the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks, get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in on. You can get all of our win totals analysis. I've got stuff up on Summer League and where I think the KD thing is going, all sorts of stuff, rookie of the year breakdowns. And we just launched our media center where you can view all of our content in one place, podcasts, videos, articles, track your bets, view projections, line movements, sharp action, Whatever it is, Brandon's going to be betting that I'm going to make my head explode. All that and more in the award-winning Action Network app. Download it today. All right, Brandon, we are going to continue going in reverse of alphabetical order. We did uh, Utah through New Orleans on the last episode, which you can catch from Tuesday's episode. This is going to be Minnesota through Denver for the rest of the order because you want to go in reverse order because you want to make things complicated at all times so we're going to go ahead and do that um by the way a reminder we recorded this on thursday july 14th uh if you're listening to this and you're like oh my god this other thing happened most of this information will be useful for you we'll have emergency podcasts if kevin durant or deandre aiden get figured out during this time but 
I'm going on vacation, need to get this podcast out. So we're doing, going ahead and doing the Western Conference estimates. Let's start here because there is still a lot of information that's going to be useful to you. And we'll begin with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, my Minnesota Timberwolves, as not only did Brandon not believe in them last year, but he abandoned them. He has decided to give up on them. I don't be wearing that shirt anymore. Buy yourself a Thunder shirt. Uh, <laughs> they were my number one team on winning on, on, on win totals. There was my biggest bet. They were my number one. The average line was 34. There were 32 and a half that I bet. I bet at 32. I bet at 33. I bet at 34. There were, by the end, there was a 35 and a half on the board. That's how much they got steamed. And they won a comfy 46 games. Thank you, Wolves. Thank you so much. They trade uh, all of their picks until the end of time for Rudy Gobert. They also lose Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, key contributors from last season. Uh, as we go through this, though, Look, Rudy Gobert is one of the most impactful players in the league defensively. Uh, he is extremely manipulable uh, because of his offense in the playoffs. You can win those minutes. It's harder in the regular season, but you can still switch versus him, and it's going to cause problems. Trying to figure out where to put this line is tough, right? Because if the prior was 35 and they win 46, I don't think you should start from 46 and go up. I have only put them at 48 and a half. That's the only point that I can put them at. I don't think you can look at this team and go, that's a 50 win team yet. So I like them at 48 and a half. Where do you have them? I have them at exactly 48 and a half, just like you. Good. So the reason I wanted to do reverse alphabetic orders, because we're going to have a bunch of teams on this podcast for today that I, I have one, two, three, four, five teams on today's podcast alone between 48 and a half and 51 and a half. Yeah. The, the the upper middle of the West is really crunched together. And I think that's important context because someone's going to listen to this and be like, but they already won 46. They were better than that. They deserved to win 48 last year. How can you possibly put them at the same number, basically at 48 and a half for this year when they added Rudy Gobert, Mr. All Everything Analytics? How can they not be much better? How can it not be a 50 win team? They're going to be a good offense. He's going to guarantee them a top five defense because that's what Rudy Gobert does in a regular season. I think all of that is a fair argument. I don't know that I agree with it, but I understand it. The reason why you can't just put them at 50 is because we still have to talk about the Grizzlies and the Lakers and the Clippers and the Warriors and Nuggets and Mavs. There's a lot of good teams in the West and they can't all win 55 games. So I think the question is that I had to figure out for this exercise do you pick one or two of those teams and kind of put them in the mid forties and, and plant your flag there? If you're setting these lines or do you just clump them all close together in this kind of just above or below 50 range? And that is about where I ended up and basically said, now nah, I don't really know you, you, the better you get to decide, you figure out what you think. So I think 48 and a half is about the right compromise. I also think, for my own, if I was sitting my own number, I think that's about close to where I'd put it. Yep. I might go like one win lower, but I have their range like 44 to 52-ish. I don't really feel like I totally have a great concept of exactly how the team will perform with Rudy and with Cat not at center anymore. It feels to me like if I wanted an over on the team, I don't think I would want to play it now because I feel like there's a decent chance the team starts slowly because it's going to take a minute to figure it out. It is, it's a big adjustment. It's a very different team they're going to have with Gobert out there. I trust Chris Finch. You trust Chris Finch. We love Chris Finch on the podcast. 
I, I trust that he's going to help get them there. That's probably going to stop me from taking an under much as I hate everything about the move. I think it's just probably going to be a stay away team for me because I think there's a real chance that they're a pretty good regular season team. We're not talking about their playoffs. I'm not betting any Minnesota futures, but I, I think that the over underline is, is probably about right where we have it. If it's 50 and a half, I think it's probably going to be a stay away for me. If it's 47 and a half, it's probably going to be a stay away for me. Like if it's 50 and a half, I don't want the over at all. That's off the board. If it's 47 and a half, um, I still don't want it. If it's, it have to be like, they would have to put this line, something insane, right? So like they win 46 last year. If they had them winning less games, I'd have to bet the over. But they're not going to do yeah, that. They'll never do that. Like it's going to be 48. If they put it, if this number goes way high, if this is 52 and a half, which I don't think it's going to happen. If they put this at 52 and a half, I'm putting the, I'm betting the under. Like yeah. if, they, if they think Rudy Gobert is as valuable as the analytics wonks think, please do that. So that I can bet the under, but I don't think that they will. I think, I think we have this pegged. I think it's going to be 48 and a half to 40. I think it, it yeah. might be 48 and a half to 49 and a half. I think we're, I think so too. I, I feel very I, I confident if, in range. If there is a five in front of the number, I think I'm going to have to play the under. And I think that other betters might think that too. And, and I, I think that right. 48, 49, right. in that mix is about where they should be. Yeah. Um, let's move to the Memphis Grizzlies last season. We bet them to win the division. That was a big hit for us. Yep. Um, Last season, their win total was only 41 and a half, and they breezed 56 wins, 15 over their total. They closed at 42 at Circa, uh, 42 and a half at Wingate, one of the sharper books, but they were still 41 and a half at a lot of the other ones. So, no, Jaron Jackson's out four to six months. That could be October, that could be December, and he could be back in January. They lose Kyle Anderson, they lose DeAnthony Melton. So where do you put this number at? You have to adjust for last year's success. I think they'll probably, because of the injury stuff, be a little pessimistic. I have them also (laughs) at 48 (laughs) and a half. I have them right in line with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Where do you have them? So on my spreadsheet, I have them at 49 and a half. I'm just noticing right now, spoiler alert, I guess, that I had Minnesota 48 and a half. I had Dallas 48 and a half when we get there. I think Memphis probably should just be the same number too. So I'm going to go down to 48 and a half and then match you right where they're at. Uh, our guy at Action Hour, Jim Turvey, really likes the Grizzlies. Right now has them as his one seed coming into the year and feels like they are going to be maybe this generation's like Spurs. Uh, not necessarily as a title thing, but as just how they grind out the regular season wins every year. I think that's interesting. The Grizzlies were top five offense and defense last year. I don't really get it. I don't. I don't look at this team and what they were, and I don't really understand why they were top five offense or top five defense last year, let alone both of them, let alone that John Morant missed like what, 20 games or something. And that is a young team that feels like it should just keep getting better. It feels like these young teams should just always keep getting better year over year. And that's just really not what happens. So yeah, to me, 48 and a half, I think is the perfect split the difference between their line being around 41 and a half last year to winning 56, 48 and a half is just kind of right in the middle. I, I think this is a spot we talked about this where like, I definitely don't want an over. I definitely don't want to play an over at that number, but I don't think I need to play the under. Like I, I, the, the winning culture and the depth and what they do and, and Taylor Jenkins, I believe in all that stuff enough to not really want to fade them. 
I'm a little worried though. I do, I do feel a drop off coming right now for me. This is my team out of the big mix at the top that I have dropping into the play in. Cause I think there are seven really good teams and one of them will have to get there. So maybe I look at like a Grizzlies to make the play in. If we see a number for that as a way to kind of bet a lower end outcome, I don't think the bottom falls out, but I think that we get more likely to get an under and a lower end than another 56 win type team. If you want to arbitrage it, maybe a way to do it would be bet them to win the division, which you can still get a small plus number. They're favored. And we don't think that that's accurate, but bet them to win the division at a small plus number and then bet them to miss the playoffs because then you'll have yeah. the play in. If they don't win the division, they're probably in the play in. If they're in the play in, there's a chance that they miss the playoffs. You'll get them at a huge plus number when that number that's pops. True. And then you can just hedge it again. If you're like, if it gets to the play in, just bet the, just bet the, the Grizzlies in that game and you'll be okay. Yeah. Um, so that's like a way like to that. like, to like project, to put together a, a couple of bets for an arbitrage position. So <sighs> I think I want the under, hmm. I think that we also might be soft on this and they might just put them at 50 and a half. The Jaron thing is what's weird here. I think that it's like the Jaron's out till January. That's not based off of Intel. I haven't talked to anybody in Memphis. It's not based off of Intel. That's just, the injury recovery time conditioning. Yeah. I think it's possible he's out till January. A lot of things went right for Memphis last season. Everyone made such a big deal out of how the Grizzlies played without John Morant. That's uncommon guys. Like that to me was more of an outlier variant situation than anything. Performing that well without your best player does not make sense. It's okay. If you want to say look, but they're also good in these other ways. You're right. They are. Is Desmond Bain taking another step forward? Probably not. Dylan Brooks is playing. He's healthy. They didn't trade him. He's playing more minutes. That means less Bain minutes. That's bad. Kyle Anderson was a big key for them. He's gone. That's bad. Steven Adams has another year on him. Um, De'Anthony Melton is gone. De'Anthony Melton is gone. Now, they retained Tyus, who's great, but like De'Anthony with some insurance, right, for various guard play. To me, there's a lot of holes here. I'm going to be looking for an under. I think, especially if we get a number that's like, if they put it, if there's a five, we're betting the under. Yep. Yep. If it's 48 and a half, I still think the tails lean towards the under. So I feel, but honestly, for the better value, again, we get to the division, which is, we'll talk about that another time, but you, they posted a DK this week. Mavs and Pels are both at a bigger, at a big plus number. I'm probably going to bet both of them to win the division. So yeah, the, the, this division to me is ripe for a pick, pick your horse and ride them. The Mavs, the Grizz or the Pelicans, almost certainly you really like one of those three teams. Maybe you like more than one and then it gets a little fuzzy, but it, I think that this is a spot. It's probably not the spot to pick the Grizzlies as the favorite number here. Um, yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think too, with Jaron Jackson, I agree that he, he hasn't been a quick returner necessarily. And on top of that, not just does he play in December, January, you know, we're talking about like a difference of five or 10 games. It's maybe not a huge thing. What I do care more about is I worry like what Jaron Jackson are we going to have at all of this season? Like not that will he play? I think he'll play, but I, he, he has had a hard time ramping up and finding his groove when he comes back from these injuries before. And when he missed last year, they really, they, they missed by the numbers and the wins they missed Jaron Jackson more than they missed John Morant in the regular season. 
Like they're a different team without his defense and importantly, the stretch component that he provides on offense. Even though his three-point shooting fell off, Jaw needs him out there to space things out and they don't have a different way to do that. Brandon Clark is great, but he's not that. So I, I think that the Jaron Jackson loss and less of him is going to be an underrated thing. So I think we're on the same page. All right, next up. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> uh, projected total is 52 and a half came up a little bit, just a bit outside <laughs> 33 wins for the Lakers last season in an absolutely miserable year. Another tough one. Um, this is the hardest one on the entire board for me. And I, I think that I am. Would you like me to go first? Because I think that I, we are going to be way apart on this one. I, yeah. I think I might be way off. Hit me. I am fully expecting Kyrie Irving to be on the Lakers when the okay. season starts. Okay. So I'm pricing that into my number. I think that this would be an outrageous number and I would hammer the under. I have them at 50.5. I think uh, here's, here's what happened where the roster should be without Kyrie, the roster right now with Westbrook on it without any moves, I think goes way under that. I think that they're like a 500 team at best. That's toward the upper outcomes for them. I would project them in like a 30 to 45 win range, which is a big range, but not a great range for a team that thinks that they're a title contender. All of that slides up, I think, like 10 wins. If you put Kyrie and Joe Harris or Seth Curry or whatever, in like competent guys in there in place of Westbrook, you remove the negative, add whatever positive is in there with Kyrie. Anything like, look, we know the Lakers always have the Lakers tax. They always are going to add on a couple to the number because people are always going to bet the over. There's a LeBron tax. People want to bet the over on a LeBron Lakers team that we think can win the title. I put it at 50.5 and I did all 0.5s. Maybe I'll just do 50 because I think any number I put with the four in front of it, I am going to be flooded with LeBron Lakers over money in a way that puts too much of a liability for me, the book. So I don't want any, if, if the number is anything with a four in front of it and somebody at home says, all I have to do is LeBron win 50, 50 games. I only need 50. I think the money is just flooding the over. I put it at 50. How far out part are we? Um, without Kyrie, what do you have the number at? Without Kyrie. Let me let me think. I don't have a number for it, but let me think on it. I'll give you an answer in a minute. Without Kyrie, I have them at 49 and a half. Oh, oh man. With Kyrie, I would put them at probably, I'd probably say 52 and a, it'd be tighter. 52 and a half to 53 and a half. Um, wow. So, so look, I went under. I thought I was going way high on this yeah, one. I thought you were no, gonna, yeah. no, look, man. Is it just the Lakers tax? No, it's, if you, okay. Last season, okay. Last season, the Los Angeles Lakers had the year from hell and they were bad and Russ was bad and all these types of things. LeBron only played 56 games. Anthony Davis only played 40. He played half a season. Like they were openly trying to lose to get out last year to get out of the play in tournament. That's how bad things were. No matter what, they're going to try more this year than they will probably. And you have to think they'll be healthier. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be true because LeBron's been hurt in two of the last three seasons. Davis is hurt always, but you can't have a team that has Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You can't have them sub 50. I just don't think you can do it. Yeah. And that's where I ended up too. 
So I think you have to have a team, even if it's with Russell Westbrook, I think you have to have them at, have them at 50. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who's there. And if, if it's Russ, if it's Katie over, if it's Kyrie over Russ, that's a monster upgrade, but it's not going to be reflected in the win total. So I think that bumps them up back to the 52 and a half, which is where they were last year, maybe 53 and a half based off of the improvement of, of the, the perception of Kyrie over Russ and how excited everyone will be to bet them. Like at 53 and a half, I think you're still probably taking money on the over. So mm-hmm. look, if this number is 47 and a half, if this number is 46, I have to bet the over. LeBron and AD have consistently won at a 50 win level. That's just what they've done. Darvin Ham comes in. You know, I don't think Russell be there, but if Russ is, then I don't think necessarily it's impossible for you to win 50 games with Russell Westbrook. I just don't. He's not good, but I think they can figure out something. Um, the most likely scenario, though, is that Kyrie's there and you have to factor that trade in. Part of it is that the number, even if they were to come out next week or now, they came out right now, they would have to price in the possibility yes. of Kyrie going there. Yeah. So your number is going to be high. I don't think there's much value on, look, I I had the over last year. I don't think there's value either way on this. Could they be a train wreck? Sure. It's Anthony Davis who always gets hurt. And Russ is a train wreck. LeBron's been hurt. There's a lot like they did. They lost when they lost Malik Monk. It was like, oh boy, that's a big loss for them. That's a warning sign when it's like, oh no, they lost Malik Monk. But I don't know that if I want to get into it, if it's like 47 and a half, 48 and a half, I don't want to be betting the under on that. If it's 52 and a half, I think there's probably a little bit of value on the under. Um, if it's 45, I have to bet the over. Just have to. And so I think that we're probably looking at like 40. I still think we're looking at probably 49 and a half. Yeah, so you, I, I agree with all that. You asked, what would my number be if it's just Russ there still? My first thought was like 46. No, they're never setting a 46 line for LeBron and Davis and the Lakers. They're just not, they're not going to do it. So I I think thinking about it, I think that I must've decided a little bit. I think my 50 and a half is kind of my, my compromise of, I think it's a little higher than it ought to be. If it's just the roster right now, I think it's maybe a win or two lower than it would be if Kyrie gets there. So I think it's kind of my meeting in the middle way of, of playing both sides. I think you're 52 and a half, 53. To me, I think that's a little too high. Here's the reason. I think that puts the Lakers as your second highest win total in the West, I would guess, if we line everything up once we're done with the exercise. And that's just not how the books are pricing it right now. They're pricing the Suns, Warriors, and Clippers all ahead of them, and the Lakers kind of a, a bit of a distance behind them. So I think 53 is too high from that perspective but I don't have a good sense of maybe this is not about title odds and maybe it's just the Lakers tax, the LeBron tax, and it's just going to be there. Like every time I looked at the number, I was like, I don't know what it should be, but I need to make it a higher, like even look 50 and a half compared to 52 and a half, what it was last year or in that range. Why would the number be lower than it was last year? If they actually get Kyrie or whatever other stuff they bring in, we would all agree the roster is better this year then maybe they have to make the number higher than it was last year. I don't know. This it's a mess. I, I would love to not put a line out for this, but you can't. It's the Lakers. You have to put a line out for the Lakers. Yeah. Los Angeles Clippers, who I've already bet to win the NBA title, their average last year with no Kawhi Leonard was 45. They came in at 42. They went under. Ah, Heem Palmer, our former colleague, liked the over. Not so much. But Paul George missed a big chunk of the season, so they can argue that was probably 
a big part of it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's back. They had John Wall. The Isaiah Hartenstein loss does kind of bother me, but that's never going to be reflected in the line, just like we're judging yeah. value. Um, I have them 52 and a half. This is a contender. This is a championship contender. Most of the good teams are put it like the Jazz were 52 and a half last year. I think you have to put the Clippers in that range. I have the Clippers at 52 and a half wins. I don't have 52 and a half. We're, we're right. Wow. Some we're rolling. Yeah, we are with us. We, we saved the teams I thought were going to be interesting, contentious for this pod. And now we're just like right in line on a lot of them. So, yeah, so. it's, it's, yeah, I, I think it's about the right number. I would lean. I think that the, the, we talk about like the tail of outcomes. I think I would lean and probably bet the under if it is at 52 and a half. I think the tail goes a lot further down than it goes up for this team really? in the regular season. In the playoffs, fine. I understand the ceiling for the playoffs. In the regular season, I just, I don't have any reason to believe this team is going to be like, you know what? We're really good. We're going to go win 58, 60 games. We're going to go get that one seed. I don't think they give a rip. Kawhi is not going to play back-to-backs. PG is going to get his rest. They're just, they're going to do all the things we know that PG and Kawhi and the Clippers do. And they're just going to make sure they get a top six seed and then like try the last week or two to get the right positioning they want for the playoffs. That's all they're going to care about. I, I don't think that they have a high win total outcome very likely. I don't want to bet them to win the division for that reason. I just don't feel like this is going to be a highly motivated team to push toward the top of anything in the regular season. Do you disagree with that? I disagree on your, on your assessment, not the logic. So your logic's sound. Um, my argument would be, I think the floor is so high. I think they're going to go over anyway. That's fair. I think, I, I think that they are so competitive. I, Amir Coffey's going to be a year better. Uh, Terrence Mann's going to be a year better. Like these are names that don't mean a lot to people. They are significantly good players. Like they are guys that can help you wins, help you win games. Um, they can rest Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard and stagger them. I do think John Wall will actually help them. I, again, my only real concern is their small ball center lineup. I don't, I hate that Marcus Morris lineup. I just don't think it's what they need. They should have kept Hardenstein, but they couldn't. So other than that though, uh, this team's so versatile. They can play so many different ways. They got Batum back. I think they're so deep. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think that even if what? they don't go hard, they're still going to win. What, what do you think is the reasonable high-end outcome number of regular season wins for this team? If they, everything goes well, what's the, what's the high-end? 61. Okay. See, I, I think I have a very hard time seeing anything 55, anything past 55. I, I, don't, just, think, I don't think they'll gun hard enough to go above 57 because that's usually when you get into teams that are really going for it. Yeah. But I do think that there's an easy way for them to go ahead and manage their season and still hit 55 to 56 wins. Okay. Yeah. So if, for now, me, if, if the line is 52 and a half, for me, if my high end stops at 54 or 55, that's why I have to lean toward under on it. So sure. I think that's where we're off is, is the high end. I think that we agree on the rest of it, but I don't see I, the high, high end. Thing. I think their floor is 50. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're just... I'm about I'm about four or five wins lower on them. Than I mean, so they, got Kawhi, they got Kawhi. They got Kawhi. Yeah. Well, we hope. We hope. I, I hope. Enough. I hope we see Kawhi for fair all enough. the games. Fair <laughs> enough. Houston Rockets. Um, another big win for me last year. Their win total was insane. Uh, th- there was so a 20, there was a twenty eight and a half in the market. There were twenty sevens and a half. I found a twenty eight and I hammered it late before. Um, right before the season started, it came back back down. There were 25s in the market at Circa. There were 27 and a half at DraftKings, but it was between 
the sharpest was what was Superbook, who had 24 and a half, predictably. Uh, they won 20 games. This team was terrible and bad and not good. And I think there is an idea that with the talent and improvements that they will be better. So if they're at 26 and a half last year, I'm giving them a little bit of a bump with the expectation they'll be a little bit better. Uh, I'm willing to get to 27 and a half, maybe 28 and a half, just based off of they added Jabari Smith. So maybe that's enough to get them to 28 and a half. Uh, if this is above 25, I'm betting the under. This team is going to be horrible again. I will bet any under that they post. Yep. If they put a two in front of the number, I will take the the under. My yep. line for the Houston Rockets is 22 and a half. Yep. And I, my line is only 22 and a half because you told me on the Eastern pod that they don't set a line below 22 and a half. Otherwise, yep. I would set a line below 22 and a half. I, I, I think the Rockets will be horrendous defensively. They've got guys, Tari Eason, Jabari Smith. They're going to be good defenders. Rookies aren't good defenders almost ever. They're not going to be a good defensive team. The Houston Rockets are clearly the worst team in the league. There might be other teams that get there because, you know, the Spurs, Pacers, whoever just decide to like tank and, and just go like actively try to be bad. I don't think Houston's going to actively try to be bad at the beginning, at least. But like, it's fun. It's a fun team. I'll push them up my league, league pass rankings. I want to watch Houston but they literally have like eight rotation guys who are first or second year players. That team loses the team with eight first and second year players loses a lot of games. I will take any Houston under I can get. I will take Houston to have the worst record in the league. Houston is going to try to tank to keep their pick and keep their odds high and get another high pick. I I think it's going to be a very bad team. I think I'm going to push my back to 25 and a half. I think that they'll factor in the, the underperformance last year at 20 and say like, if they, cause if I'm, if I put it at 25 and a half, the 20, I think we're, my number was 28. If I put this at 28 and a half, I'm basing it off of last year's number and I can't do that. And ignore, like, yeah. I don't think you should only take last year's win, the actual, and I don't think you should actually, you should only take the win total from last year. I think you gotta find like a nexus between the two. So yeah. I, I'll go ahead and I'll push it back to 25 and a half. I do think there will be an expectation that because they won't be expected to tank, because they've already tanked twice, then maybe they'll try and be better, which I don't think that they'll be able to. I also just don't have a lot of confidence in the coaching staff to get more than, than what they're expecting. Yeah. The, I don't think I, they'll get more out of the roster. I, I think you're still too high. And I, I just remembered, I'd forgotten about this. Well, look, I, there... I want the under. I'm just no, saying, I know. like, I'm, I, I, if they put this number at 22 and a half again, if they put this, the magic were 22 and a half, if they give them the magic number, the worst team in the league last year, I just feel like they're risking way too many people being like, Ooh, yeah, Jalen and Jabari. And then you're in like a handful of games at the end. Like, sure. You yeah, know, I, I think for me, and I, and I know that maybe this is where I'm off on it. I think I'm fine with that. If I'm the book, I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. Bring me your Houston over money. Bring all the Houston over well, money. Look, I'm fine with it. Look, I think, I think Westgate will put, I think Superbook will put this at 20. Yeah. I, I think, I think sharp books will take that position and be like, go ahead. Go ahead and bring your over in here. But the other I, thing too, they won 20 last year. Didn't Houston have a stretch where they won like, didn't they win like five games in a row at some point? Like they were actually like kind of accidentally good for like two or three weeks in there. And yeah. they won 20 games still. Yeah. They're going to be so bad. Yeah. So take the under. We're already on that. Um, I'm hoping we get a good number. If it's, if they put it at 22 and a half. I'll still take the under. This yeah. is my favorite under on the board that in our, in our draft last year, this was my number one pick and I took the under. And if we do it again, it'll probably be my number one pick again. 
Defending champion Golden State Warriors uh, average win total last year was 48 and a half. I took the over. I actually got it at 47 and a half when it was out first early in the summer. They won 53 games. They would have won more had they not had some of the injuries. Uh, obviously, things worked out pretty well for them. Clay Thompson was not incredible when he came back, but he's going to have a full year off of the full offseason. Um, I don't know how you put this number. I, I think this is maybe the highest number on the board, Brandon, even with the losses of Gary Payton and Otto Porter and Amanda Bialica. I think you have to put this number high. I have them at 54 and a half. I have them at 54 and a half. And I, yeah. I totally agree with what you just said. I don't think it should be. I nope. will at bet least under. consider yep. an under and probably bet the under. Yep. I think the defense will be a lot worse than it was last year. The, the guys they lost are key defenders on the team. The depth is, is, is shaky. We'll call it. They're really relying on these young guys to step in and fill in for, you know, the auto porters and Gary Payton's of the world who are gone. Those are real losses. Like they were good for this team last year, even in whatever limited minutes that they played, they're going to be older. <laughs> At the same time, they won 53 games. Then they won the championship. And by the way, everybody knows they won 53 games, even though Clay didn't play all year, even though Draymond missed the back two months of the season, even though Steph missed a month or two and had like a two month worst shooting slump of his career. So you can't put it below 53. You have to, know that people are going to bet the over on this public of a team and know that people are going to be like, well, they're obviously better than they were last year. They won the championship. So I, I think it absolutely will be the highest number in the West. I believe Boston maybe will come in a win or two higher just because of East perception and, and the depth that they have. Um, so I don't know if it'll be the highest on the board, but it, it's got to be up there. I, I will be shocked if their number was anything below 54. Yeah. So bet the under on that for sure. Yes. Uh, let's go to the Denver Nuggets. Last season, oh boy, that one was close. Um, 47 and a half is where you could get it at most books. There was a 49 at Circa that would have gone under. Um, there was a 49 and a half at Superbook, again, pretty sharp, that would have gone under. Uh, but I got it at 47 and a half, and they sneak over at 48 wins. <laughs> Whew. Close. Uh, that was after Michael Porter Jr. misses the entire season and their bench became the absolute worst in the league. Michael Porter Jr. is back. Jamal Murray's back. They add Catavius Caldwell Pope. They add Bruce Brown. Bones Highland showed that he is a more than capable backup point guard and really shows something. Um, they have depth. They're well coached. They've gone on. They've gone over their win total, at least as far as the lowest number in every season under Michael Malone, except for the 2020 truncated season. Every other one they've gone over. I have this number at 52 and a half, and I'm going to bet the over. Interesting. I, I agree with everything you said, except I have it at 50 and a half, and maybe that's a little too low. I, I think I'll bump it right now to 51 and a half. I, I want overs either way. I'll, I want the over. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I would lean over 52 and a half. I don't know that I'd bet it. Anything below that, I think I will bet it. I like this game a lot. Let me put it this way. If you're betting the over at 52 and a half, there's probably value on betting them to be the number one seat. Like there's, yeah, that's probably true. There's value there. But, but I think that that that's the, that's what I think this team is, is exactly that. I think that they are the team that in the regular season, I think that they look very much like their last year's sons or the previous year's jazz. I think that they can be a juggernaut. Maybe that's not fair because the thing that both of those teams had was a surefire defense that defense travels and shows up every night and offense doesn't necessarily but I think it's also possible that this Nuggets offense is just like 
the number one offense by like two points uh, about like by like a real margin than anyone else. If, if everyone's healthy and things click, I will want Denver overs. I will want Denver title futures, West futures, probably division odds because I don't really like anyone else in the division. Unless there's a serious, there's always going to be Michael Porter Jr. Worry because you never know when it comes back. But if he actually plays and looks fine going into the season, Denver will just be one of my teams that I'm willing to support. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope, I think it was a great addition that they had and really rounds out the starting five. The other thing too, guys like Jeff Green, like some, some of the depth guys who are still here on the roster, they were bad last year, but they were bad because they were doing too much. Now you rewrite the ship and put Jamal back in and Michael Porter back in. And now you say, hey, Jeff Green, can you come off the bench actually and do some bench stuff for us? Absolutely. Jeff Green is great at that kind of stuff. And they, they have the depth on the team is going to have been solved by becoming depth again rather than starters. Um, I, I think when we get to the MVP conversation, I think Jokic is going to be a very interesting conversation because if we're right, if they are the one seed and Jokic is going to be awesome and post big numbers again because he always will, and you're the one seed and you have the most wins in the league. I think that's really interesting, but I think win total, I think your 52.5 is slightly high, but I'll do 51 and a half. And I think, I think it's one of the most interesting teams in the league for me. We'll get to MVP later, but I'll just tell you, yeah. like, no, do not do that. Do not <laughs> the board, do not bet Jokic for MVP. I know. No, I, I, I'm not saying I, I'll bet it either. I just, I know I, we I, said this. I know we said this last year. Do not do it. I'm telling you, I'm like, no, 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 really for real this time. He, he can't I, yeah, win. I'm just, I'm saying that the, if they're as good as we both think they're going know, to be, know. and but we know that Jokic is, will be as good, it's going to mm, force the conversation. I, the problem is the numbers. His usage was yeah. way down when they were fully healthy for that sure. five game stretch. Anyway, and that's part of it. Last one, because I forgot the Dallas becomes before, comes before Denver. Cause I'm good at the spelling. I'm a wordsmith. I don't know if you know that. Uh, Dallas last season, these this fucking team, <laughs> 47.9. There were 48 and a half on the board. There were 46 on and a half on the board at Circa. Uh, Superbook had them 47, 48 and a half at win at at, uh, at FanDuel. I bet the under, they won 52 games. Um, <sighs> Dallas last season was projected to win 50 and a half. So they were supposed to be two games worse, but that's still over the win total. Luke is the favorite to win MVP. They lose Jalen Brunson for nothing. They give JaVale McGee three years, 20.5 million. They add Christian Wood, who they're apparently going to bring off the bench. I think we're going to be a part on this one. I, th- I don't think we're going to be the same. What's your number? Uh, I have them at 48 and a half. I have them exactly at the number I have Minnesota and Memphis at, because I think like to me, that's actually where I got, because I was a little confused on where to put this one. And the way that the books are treating those three teams is basically as equals. When you look at like title futures, division odds, conference odds. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to treat Dallas as equal to Memphis, Minnesota. And I'm going to treat them equal to what they were last year. They were 48.5 win total for last year. I'm just going to say, okay, great. I think that you're kind of about the same. I think Luca is a little more in shape coming into the year probably than he was last year. So that will help. I think that Brunson's loss is going to matter, but maybe is being a little overstated for what it will matter to this team. I think that Woods addition is probably going to end up being a little overstated to what it will add to the team, especially if they bring him off the bench. It it just, 
it feels like we're kind of about in a weird way, as much as things changed that we're kind of back where we were again last year. I don't know if I really trust that Jason Kidd is just magically going to milk a number six defense out of this team every year. So I I just basically said, you know what? I'm just going to keep it all the same. So I I think that your number is going to come in a bunch lower than mine. No. Okay. I have them at 50 and a half. Oh, you surprised me. I didn't expect it to go the other way. Yeah. So if they win, if, if they win 52 last year, even if I if, if they win 52 and they were expected at 47 and a half, they outperformed expectation last year. So the number has to come up even with the, the loss. Right. You can't have it at 52, which is what they won last year because they lost Brunson for nothing. And none of their like major improvements are significant, like Woods, a, a pretty significant piece, but not from a betting perspective. Some of my thought process is. You factor them, they overperform. So let's go to 52. They got a little bit worse. Let's go to 50. I think that they will probably expect overs because they're uh, of Luca's. I think they're going to be a public team because of Luca and they went over last year. So I think that they're going to be, I think they're going to be at 50 and a half. That is my win total for them is um, I will put them at 50 and a half and I will want badly to bet the under and will (laughs) not do it. I will yeah, not do it. I, they shouldn't have won. They should not have won 52 last year. They should have gone under. They should have. I'm sorry. That team was not that good. It just wasn't. Well, their expected like, win total was 50. So the expected tells us that they weren't quite as good as a 52 win team. And they, no. they were not a conference finalist good right. team in the regular season either. Right. No, it's like, well, they made the conference finals. Yeah, they got past Utah, which congratulations. Everyone gets past Utah. Who would ever bet on Utah to win the Western Conference? Two. <laughs> Uh, they got past the Suns team that had COVID and then they got smacked by the Warriors. Like I've, yeah. we've seen this before. The Blazers made it in 2019. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say the these, Hawks. The Hawks teams make these conference finals runs uh, and think that they're ahead of schedule. Brunson's a big loss for them. Like Frankie Smokes is their backup point guard right now. <laughs> they couldn't I mean, get Dragic. No. Spencer Dinwiddie will be the backup point guard. Sure. But Spencer's probably starting, isn't he? I guess not because THJ. So I don't probably, think so. I actually probably, back to Yeah, it's probably Luca, THJ, DFS. Yeah. They're, they're going to play all the like pieces that fit around Luca better. Yeah. I think Dinwiddie for six man is actually interesting for that reason. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird team. I, I'm, I'm, I think about where you are. I want to bet under because it, it, it's a team that you and I never believed in all of last year. And we kept waiting for it to fall off and it never did. Never did. And I, I guess I haven't learned because I still don't want to, but I'm not going to bet the under out of respect for Luca because Luca can just do Luca things. But I, the way that I will bet Dallas is not by betting Dallas, but by betting things like a Pelicans or Grizzlies uh, division or yeah. like a, a, a Dallas to make the play in or a, like I, I will bet I will fade Dallas by liking other teams and, and betting their overs or divisions instead. I do think Christian Wood is a significant upgrade for them. Yes. It gives them a five out rim roller, which they have not had. They've either had Dwight Powell that can rim roll, but it is coming off an Achilles injury and isn't great at it. Or they've had Maxi Kleba who can space. Wood's ability to do both is huge. Oh. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, but the defense sucks. Wood's defense, in my experience, waxes and wanes with how good the team is. Like, yeah. I think he will try 
if he's on a contending team. I think if he's on a reloaded, if he's on a rebuilding team, he's not going to care at all. That's my, that that's yeah. my, that's, that's where I come in on Christian Wood. I don't think he'll be good defensively, but I think he won't be necessarily that bad. And kid proved last year, he can get a good defense out of his team. Yeah. I don't understand how, um, but he can get a good <laughs> defense out of him. So like, look, I'm not, I, I honestly, it's like, I want to bet the unders. I think there's probably some value on them to win the division. I could also see like the division winner winning 49 and a half game for 49 games. Like yeah. that doesn't sound crazy to me. Isn't like Zion gets hurt is out again. Miss it like sprains an ankle, misses a month. The Grizzlies underperform because of all the, because Jaron Jackson and their depth isn't as good. The Grizzlies win 45. The Pelicans win 46. Yeah. The Mavericks win 48. Yeah. But, I, I think those three teams are all very much like, Nope, we're not going to be a top three seed and Nope, we're not going to miss the plan. We're just like somewhere in the four to nine seed ish range up, up and down. And I, I think that's going to be like, that's a spot where you maybe will be able to play the division multiple times. And like, like I could see a spot where you get, you get maybe start with the Pelicans on the division because it's a long number right now, but then you buy the Mavs when they drop a little bit and the Pels start out hot. Like you might be able to get like all three teams at a plus 500 at some point of the year and then just write it out and be like, okay, do what you're going to do. I got a ticket for all of you and I'll just take the profit when someone gets across the line. Uh, I feel like they'll be that close here. All right, let's get wrap it up for the Western Conference guesstimate of the win totals. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure to download the award-winning Action Network app. We'll be back next week with more episodes getting you through the offseason. We're going to start talking about Rookie of the Year and the awards races, getting you an early look at those and how to bet them here on Buckets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.